The Side Piece, a novel by J.M. Vela, narrated by Dr. Joe Vio. Chapter 6 Chase came through the front door at 3 p.m., just as he had promised. He was holding a bouquet of white tulips, Marianne's favorite flower. He hadn't noticed the fresh bouquet Marianne had brought to decorate the dining room table for the anniversary dinner that didn't happen the night before, and felt a tinge of guilt. Who would notice flowers when your wife has sprawled over the same table completely out of her head with booze? He shrugged, giving his conscience the night off and made his way upstairs to greet his wife. Marianne had her back turned to him, but saw Chase come into their bedroom through the bathroom mirror. She was carefully winding strands of her blonde hair around hot rollers, a practice she perfected over the years and deemed necessary for a polished look. Marianne's hair was a beautiful shade of light blonde, like the floss between a cob of corn and its husk but like that floss, her hair was naturally limp and thin. The hot rollers gave it some fullness and bounce. She smiled thinly as Chase approached her, pulling the bouquet out from behind his back. For you, my lady. She did not turn around, but tilted her head toward the bathroom counter while keeping both hands occupied with the rollers. Just set it down on the counter she mumbled, holding a bobby pin in the side of her mouth. She pulled the pin out of her mouth as she secured a curler in place. Very nice, thank you. Chase smiled broadly, his perfect teeth overwhelming his thick jaw. Glad you liked them. He carefully approached her, nuzzling her neck. Happy anniversary, babe. She stepped slightly to the side, throwing him a bit off balance, while the curlers brushed his face. That was yesterday, Chase. He sighed heavily. I know, I know, my bad. Can I get a bogey? I'm just one day over par. I made reservations at Allez-vous for 6 p.m. Sally's coming over to watch the kids, but she can't stay past nine. You should start getting ready. Wear that new tie I gave you for your birthday. Yes, ma'am, he tried again, moving in on her neck. It's only 3 p.m. We have plenty of time. Marianne gave him a gentle shove this time. Not now, Chase. The kids are down the hall. She moved to their walk-in closet and surveyed the row of dresses hanging there. Three of them still had their tags. Wear the red one, he suggested. A hot color to show off my hot wife. She pushed the red silk dress aside. I don't want to wear that one. I'm bloated. She pulled out a conservative cream knit suit with black braid trim and gold buttons. This is better. Whatever. You look beautiful in anything. I'll get in the shower. He moved past her, pulling off his shirt and trousers and leaving each piece in a tiny heap on the granite tile on his way to the shower. It's called a hamper, 
she yelled, as the sound of rushing water filled the space. I'm not picking this up, she yelled again, as she stooped to follow Chase's trail of dirty laundry, picking up each piece before dumping it all in the hamper. Marianne returned to her spot in front of the bathroom mirror and went to work applying her makeup regimen of moisturizer, foundation, and well-placed sweep of pink blush, then moving to her favorite shade of gray eyeshadow and a carefully applied line of liquid black eyeliner, artfully drawing a wing at the edge of each eyelid. She examined her made-up face in the mirror, tilting her head from side to side and raising her chin. Satisfied, she pulled out her matte red lipstick and applied it just as carefully with a lip brush. Chase, like most men, preferred a more natural look, but she didn't care. She pulled on the knit pencil skirt that came to a neat stop just above her knees and adjusted it around her hips. It felt a bit tighter around her tummy than the last time she wore it. She took the knit jacket from its hanger, pulled her arms through the sleeves, and fastened the gold metal buttons down the front. She selected her new black kittenheel Prada pumps from the shelf full of designer shoes and worked her bare feet into the soft leather. She was pleased with the picture of sophistication staring back at her from the mirror. Finally, Marianne pulled the hot rollers out of her hair and carefully brushed the curls into loose waves that skimmed her shoulders. You look fantastic, Chase complimented as he stepped out of the shower and wrapped a towel around his waist. His eyes were shining with pride. He had certainly married right. Marianne was the perfect compliment to him. She was bright, beautiful, and knew how to make the perfect impression. Unlike... Shonda, whose beauty was a bit rough around the edges. Marianne oozed good breeding and confidence. She had given up a lot for him. A promising career as a television journalist, a big network had just made her an offer for an anchor spot in Chicago, but Chase convinced her to stay in California, marry him, and give up her career in exchange for a traditional marriage and children. He made a solemn promise to provide for her and their future family, and he had been true to his word. He worked long hours and built a successful business so Marianne and the twins could have a perfect life. She certainly had nothing to complain about. Give me a minute and I'll be ready, he said as he toweled off, opting not to shave as he knew his wife found his five o'clock shadow sexy. Chase dressed in a trim-cut dark gray suit, black Italian loafers, and a crisp white shirt. He reached for the tie Marianne had told him to wear. He never doubted her taste. He pushed his too long hair back behind his ears and smiled rakishly at himself in the mirror. By now, Marianne was already downstairs giving the babysitter last-minute instructions. He looked forward to showing her off at Allez-vous. This dinner was going to set him back a bit. The restaurant was pretentious and way overpriced in his opinion, 
but its regular clientele included many of the movers and shakers in town. It would be very good for his image to be seen escorting his lovely and fashionable wife in this setting. Marianne was a head-turner. She would get them noticed. Marianne took polite sips from the Kettle One martini her husband ordered for her as they perused the menu. She didn't care for any of the entrees and regretted choosing this place for dinner. She intentionally suggested Allez-vous because it was the most expensive restaurant in town, and she knew Chase wouldn't object to the extravagance after forgetting their anniversary. The chef's specials for the evening featured a choice between braised bone marrow served over a carrot puree or roast branzino, a Mediterranean fish entree that featured a whole fish, head and all, staring back at you on the plate. She settled on a simple beet salad with veal piccata, a dish she regularly made at home. Chase chose the bone marrow entree, teasing her that the protein would benefit them both after dinner. You won't believe who I ran into this morning at the club, Marianne shared. Do you remember Val Cox? He looked up, surprised. Valerie Cox? <laughs> sure, I remember her. You two were in Delta Gamma together. He smiled. She got around, as I recall. Marianne blushed. She was popular. What about her? She's here in Sacramento. Really? Yes. <laughs> I ran into her at the club. We were never that close, and I'm not really up to restarting any friendship with her after all this time. He nodded. Yes, that's probably wise. Don't get involved. Yeah, right? Marianne paused. She gained a ton of weight. You wouldn't recognize her. Really? He chuckled. She hit on me when you and I started dating. Of course, I didn't give her any reason to think I was interested. She hit on pretty much every guy in the house. You never told me that. He squirmed in his chair. She was easy, Marianne. She hit on everyone. My house brothers called her Valerie Coxuck. Oh my God, that's disgusting. So what's old Val up to these days? Marianne shrugged. She's in the hotel business. I don't remember which one but she's not going to be here long. She's in charge of the whole western region or something like that. 